I always found that leading with taxes and adding value first gave me the right to discuss any deal I was raising capital for. Taxes are a hot button with all of my potential investors and to have an understanding of your deal and their taxes is crucial. Now, I want to caution everyone watching this today. You have to know what you're talking about. You cannot dabble in the strategies that I'm about to discuss. It does take some work or in the beginning, you could partner with someone that knows what they're talking about. Let me give you a quick example on how taxes work in deals. I was presented a deal personally uh, that had to do with pre-IPO and startup companies. Now, after examining the paperwork and the potential for uh, the investment, I found out that it was going to qualify for the qualified small business stock. Yet the promoter was encouraging people to invest with their IRA. Now, on the surface, that doesn't sound bad because as we'll discuss, there's a lot of money tied up in retirement accounts. But in this particular case, not knowing or at least not leading with the fact that qualified small business stock could potentially avoid all capital gains was a misstep by the promoter. This investment was showing a 9 to 12x return over the life of the investment. And if I had put that inside my IRA, sure, I might have 10 times my money, but it's still going to be subject to income tax when I start drawing it out, where if properly structured, you could make this potential 10x return and not have to pay any tax on it whatsoever. So again, I'm going to go back to what I said in the beginning, leading with taxes and understanding on how the investor's tax situation is going to be affected by the investment that I'm presenting always then gives me the right to discuss the deal in the context of that in investor. So, you know, having a basic understanding of how your potential investment will affect the investor from a tax standpoint will give you, put you miles ahead of other folks. Knowing how to improve your investor's tax situation will put you into a league of your own. Now, why are taxes so important? Let's just start with this quick exercise that I put together of doubling a penny every day for a month. So if you double a penny every day for 30 days, here's how that money will grow over time. And this is crucially important that you understand the, the, the mechanics of this because we're talking about long-term investing inside retirement accounts. So if you double a penny, first couple of days, it's pretty boring. A penny turns into two, turns into four. But fast forward to 15, 16, 17 days, you've got $1,000, it grows to 2.6, 10,000 grows to 20, 300,000 grows to 600. At the end of 30 days, you have 5.3 million dollars sitting in that account. Now, let's just say that you have to pay tax on that at 28%. So again, 30 days, a penny doubling, it's worth 5.3 million. If I just take a 28% tax at the end of that same 30 days, your total investment amount is $67,000. Now, I'm going to let that sink in just for a second. Millions and millions of dollars is now only worth $67,000. That's how important taxes are. So if you meet an investor and you start talking about a 12 IRR, a 15 IRR, a 20 IRR, and you don't understand the impact of taxes and how that investor might be thinking, you're absolutely missing the boat. 
So over that period of time, with and without the taxes, there's $5.3 million lost. Now, does your 12% versus 14% versus 16%, does it matter when the vast majority of the expense went to taxes? I would argue that it absolutely does not. So what I do when I meet with investors is I start to get them thinking this way and really to understand the philosophy. You've got to understand how each investment could be taxed and the different structures that go into play. And really, when you boil it down, there's only three different ways that investments are taxed. And I use the analogy of buckets. And I'm going to take you through this very brief presentation I use with all of my investors, just so we can orientate on how their money is being taxed and then how I can improve that situation. So really the first bucket when you're investing money is what I call the taxable bucket or you know the current taxation bucket. And really this is where most people have their checking and savings, their non-qualified investments, any collectibles, you know, anything that's gonna be taxed on an annual basis. So the main characteristic of this bucket is that you're going to pay ordinary income and every year you're going to get a K-1, a 1099. And you have to ask yourself, okay, is my investment that I'm showing, is this something that every year is going to kick out a 1099? And what we tell folks is this is a very good place to keep your liquidity, your emergency funds, if you have a known upcoming expense, but it becomes inefficient for certain types of long-term investments. Now, a lot of people uh, who are watching this today probably are more so in the retirement uh, arena. And really, that's what I call bucket two or the tax deferred bucket. This is where the vast majority of investors have, you know, investable cash. So to become, you know, an expert in this field would really uh, add value to you and, and your career, really. Now, when it comes to this tax deferred bucket, I also tell people it's, it's I call it the tax postponed bucket. Because even though those taxes are deferred, like even that double a penny, if that that $5 million was just deferred, you still owe tax on it someday. And not only is the tax postponed, but the calculation of the taxes postponed means unknown. We do not know the rate that this these funds are going to be taxed at in the future. And that's, you know, that uncertainty has a cost to it, right? So now this is where most people, this is your IRA, your SEP, your 401k, your 403b. But the main characteristic of this is that it's growing tax deferred. Someday you're going to pay the tax. And eventually, if you don't pull money out in retirement, you're going to have what's called the required minimum distribution, which is really just the government forcing you to take money out so you could pay taxes. Now, the best place for me, in my opinion, that people can invest for long-term is what I call the tax advantage bucket. But here's the problem, and here's where becoming that specialist comes into play. There's always some barrier. There's always some restriction on how you can get money into this bucket. Like there's contribution limits for your Roth IRA. You must be healthy for permanent life insurance. You must have capital gains if you're doing opportunity zones. You must have cost basis established if you're doing a spend down plan. So there's always these strict rules. So what we try and do is become, you know, have some level of expertise to show folks how they might be able to get money into the Roth IRA when they don't qualify to make a contribution. You know, how to invest your health savings account self-directed where you can actually get some compounding growth inside that. You know, the best way to use cash value life insurance, how to participate in a qualified opportunity zone. But remember, 
there's always some barrier to entry. So knowing, you know, a good snapshot of that investor's current profile will help marry your investment to what's most beneficial to them. So one of the um, uh, insider secrets I wanted to share today, one of the things I've used to raise millions and millions of dollars is actually the Roth conversion. And, And let me set this up real quick to kind of tell you that we're looking at folks that have money inside a traditional IRA and they already have the uh, propensity that they want to convert to a Roth IRA. And I, it gets a little complex here, but let me just show you, you know, the mechanics behind converting from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA using my investment vehicle as a way to save a tremendous amount of money in taxes today and then to grow money tax deferred forever. So, you know, what are we talking about? We're talking about converting a traditional IRA to a tax-free Roth IRA for less money having known me and my strategies than if they just did it themselves. So, for example, normally it would cost an investor ordinary income tax, let's say they're in the highest tax bracket right now, 37%, to convert money from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. But we've put together a strategy where we can do that at a discount. So now what I want you to keep in mind is that what we're talking about is using our investment inside a self-directed IRA to do this conversion. So the baseline or where we're starting is, is if someone just went ahead and converted their IRA to a Roth. So anything over you know, their current base income and, and taxes is what that cost will be. So what we're going to look at is a case study where we're going to have some additional taxes because of the conversion and the difference in those additional taxes using these different strategies. So it's a little complex, but let me just show you, if you can nail this, there's a tremendous amount of money in IRAs that would convert to Roth IRAs if they knew they could do it at a discount. So the best way to to show this is with a case study. So in this particular instance, we have an investor with an AGI of $800,000. They don't have any state tax, so whether that's Texas, Florida, wherever, it just simplifies everything. They're married filing joint, and their investment amount that they want to put in is $500,000. So if they did absolutely nothing and just converted the $500,000, their effective current tax rate right now is 31%. They'd owe about $249,000 in taxes and they haven't done any conversions, they haven't done anything. That's their baseline. Now, they say, I want to do this conversion, I've saved up the money to do it, and I'm expecting to pay tax on the $500,000 IRA conversion. So with that, their taxes would go from $249,000, the baseline, now their total taxes is $446,000. So that's the, the increased tax that they'd have to pay because they're showing an extra 500,000 of income, right? Converting the IRA to a Roth is a taxable event, extra 500,000. They're in the highest tax bracket. It's going to increase their taxes up 446,000. Now that cost to convert the addition, you do the math is 196,000, or they paid 39.35% in additional taxes to do the conversion. Now, what can we show them? we could show them that there's a way using our investment vehicle that we could do that conversion at a discount. And I'll get into a minute how that works, but how the math crunches using the discount is that their baseline taxes of 249 
are going to increase to 367,000. So instead of jumping all the way up to 446, we could show them a discount where it's only going to cost them 23% of their half a million or 118,000. So we're basically showing the investor how they can convert their traditional IRA to a Roth and save $78,000. So when you're talking to somebody who's going to invest a half a million about saving them this kind of money, you get their attention pretty quickly. Now, again, there's a lot of technicalities and expertise involved, but just think about that. You're now having a conversation about saving money on taxes and then growing their Roth, you know, their account inside of Roth tax-free forever. And you add a tremendous amount of value to them and to their, you know, basically to their, to their legacy. So how it works, you know, again, it gets a little bit complex, but I'll walk you through the process very quickly. You need a self-directed IRA. So you have a self-directed IRA to invest. In this case, we're investing in a note. It could be, you know, limited partner shares. It could be, uh, you know, life settlements, whatever the, the investment is, it's invested through a self-directed IRA. At some point in the life cycle of your self-directed IRA, the custodian's going to ask you for a fair market value. So we use a third-party appraiser that comes in and, and, and appraises that note in this particular case. And then that newly appraised value is given to the custodian. Now, we've been enjoying discounts because we get that appraisal at a certain point in the process where we suspect uh, you know, the, the uh, total project is not at its full value yet. And then a Roth IRA is opened. The traditional IRA is transferred to a Roth. That's the taxable event, but we're now doing it at a discount. And then that's what gives us that you know, ability to transfer what would have been a 39 or 40% tax at a 20 or 22% tax. So again, the premise, the waterfall, if you will, was understand how your investment is going to be taxed in the eyes of your investor. Look if you can add some value by suggesting how the best way to structure that is. And then inside that confines, if they've got traditional IRA and you're able to do a Roth IRA conversion and they have that, you know, tendency that they wanted to do that anyway, now you start grow, now you start talking about uninterrupted tax-free compounding and building a legacy for your investor rather than just putting them into an investment. So I know again, there was a lot of moving parts here, but if you can become uh, knowledgeable in this and, and have that conversation and start to develop this expertise you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars is being raised uh, as we speak using these type of, of conversion techniques in these type of conversations. So um, David Babinski, I'm glad to have uh, been here for a couple minutes and um, talk to you soon.